I'm Lindsay. I'm here to teach you proven strategies to be your own therapist that will take you from anxious to relieved. I'm here to help you feel lighter and hopeful while building a life full of meaning. I'm a licensed anxiety therapist running a successful private practice in New York City. So from someone that gives therapy and has been in therapy, I'm here to help you use the formula that moved me forward through serious anxiety in my own life. So follow along as I share what works and what doesn't. This is Unlock Your Therapy. Hello, and welcome to the Unlock Your Therapy podcast. I'm Lindsay Hutner. This is session number 26, I believe. Welcome back. Happy 2023. I took two weeks off for the holidays from the podcast, and I'm back and refreshed. It was so nice having downtime, but also like anyone who has children, you're kind of looking to get back to a routine. I think a routine makes having really little children more manageable. (laughs) I did like just sleeping in, letting the kids stay up later, and being more laid back. But you do get a little stir crazy after a while, especially in the winter. It was cold and not having somewhere to go and get out of the house definitely makes me a little stir crazy after a while. But I did enjoy our time together in our little bubble. It was very nice. So I hope everyone's holidays were good. My holidays were nice. I spent them with family. We stayed home on Christmas Day, went to my brother and sister-in-law's on Christmas Eve. We had a nice time. Carson just loves being around family and having so much fun, and so does Everett. So it was really great. And so do we. We loved it. So now we're back in the swing of things. It's January, so we're going to also touch on New Year's resolutions today during our anxiety segment where I spill the tea on some hot topic going on, something pertaining to mental health and the media, could be book reviews, research happening. And since it's January and everyone's still talking about New Year's resolutions, I'm going to touch on them again and give some different ideas that might be helpful for people. And I'm going to share what I'm trying to do for New Year's resolutions, which is a little different. And I haven't fully done it before. I'm usually not a New Year's resolution person. And this isn't exactly a New Year's resolution. So I'll share what I'm doing and maybe you would like to join me. Then in skill of the week, we're going to talk about shortcuts and kind of just doing the best you can. And sometimes it's the less good option, but it helps you move forward and make some progress by doing the less perfect option, if that makes sense. We're going to get more into that and what the heck I'm talking about later in the episode. Then in action item of the week, I give you an action item to take away from the episode, to use in your own life, to get results right away. And it's pretty much usually to apply what I'm talking about in skill of the week and apply it to your own life. And that's what I'm going to pull out of the episode for you and hand to you as your homework. First up on the episode is high and low, where I share a high from my week. In this instance, I'll share my high from the last few weeks. 
and a low just to share my journey of life with all of you and to normalize that highs and lows happen. And it's nice to carve out the time to reflect on them, which is what this segment gives to me and hopefully helps you all reflect on what is your high of this past week or weeks and what's your low of the past week or weeks. Okay, high and low. So my high has been looking for our Vermont house. We did terminate a contract we were in for land in Vermont. No penalty to us, but there was some things about it that didn't seem like they were going to work out. Luckily, we had a lot of contingencies in our contract to protect us, and we got out of that contract pretty much unscathed, which was good aside from just some inspection costs. So we were looking and looking and looking. We actually drove up to Vermont for one day. So it was a three and a half hour drive, a bit under. It was like three hours and 15 minutes. There we saw two houses and then turned around and drove home. But it was really nice. I mean, I enjoyed it. Maybe Dan didn't enjoy going for one day as much as I did. But I do think he had fun too. And the kids were great. They were like angels in the car, did so good on the way there and back. And Carson loved being in the snow and running around people's houses. And he he had a good time. So we neither of those houses worked out. We put in an offer on one. It was re- flat out rejected. They said they would accept nothing less than asking price. And the other one had some issues. So things just work out though, because a few days later... About a week after that, a house came back on the market that had previously been in contract. I saw it several months ago on the market. At that time, we weren't ready to buy anything. And it came back on the market and we put in an offer, did a little negotiating, and we are in contract for a house in Western Vermont. And so that's really my high, although it's also my low because the mortgage paperwork If anyone listening has ever gone through that, we have gone through this before, obviously. But yeah, I'm not excited about the mortgage process. Dan is helping a lot, though, gathering all the documents we need. So it's not just on me, but I'm trying to manage it. But I'm very excited. This is going to be a house that we're going to stay at sometimes. We're also going to venture into the Airbnb world and rent it out. It's in between three ski resorts. So we're going to see how it all goes, but it's hopefully going to be closed before the end of February, somewhere around mid-February. So it's exciting. So that's my high from about a week or two ago. Another high just from yesterday is that Everett started walking. He took his first steps. I cannot believe it. It's also a low for me of just being so sad that my not even 11-month-old baby is walking. So yes, that's pretty much it for my highs and lows. I've been just kind of plugging along, getting back in the swing of work, some business ups and downs, but uh, we're moving along and I still love business. I love business for the ups and downs of it too. I really do. It's like problem solving and figuring it out. And that's what makes things interesting, you know? So that's the perspective I have to have when things go up and down, as they always do. Okay. Anxiety. 
So let's dive into anxiety. We're going to touch again on the topic of New Year's resolutions. So as a reminder, you don't have to set New Year's resolutions, obviously. But if you want something in that realm, but you don't want to set a resolution, you can pick a word that's your theme for the year. I've been hearing this a lot. It could be like a feeling you want to invoke, like I want to have my word be vibrant, for example, or powerful or whimsical, right? You can have a feeling, like a vibe you want to bring into the year, like the energy you want to feel and infuse into your life throughout the year and just kind of keep at the forefront of your mind and it just puts you in a good headspace and spirit. Or it could be something like step. I heard of this as an example in another podcast of taking more steps, stepping forward or stairs. I want to climb the stairs of my career or I want to get more exercise. And it could have multiple meanings of whatever word you choose. So a word is a way to kind of have the new year vibe, but not have like a resolution. Another thing you could do, I mentioned is pick a value that you just want to live toward and in align with, I should say, that you want to get in alignment with. Could be, for example, creativity. I want to get into more creativity this year. That could be something that is on your mind. Or it could be health. I want to be more in alignment with health. That's a broad value. So it doesn't have the same pressure as a resolution or something that you fail at or a behavior or habit you have to develop. It just kind of helps you shift your habits or days into more alignment with a general value. So if I want to be more aligned with my health, I'll just kind of think of that value and that word throughout my day as I'm doing things. So if I have time to go for a 10-minute walk, I'll say, okay, yes, let me push myself to go on the 10-minute walk. It's in line with my value of health. And I want to do something throughout today that's in line with my value of health. Or it could be, oh, I don't have any time to go for a walk today, but I'm going to drink more water today. That's something I can do. I'm really busy. I have back-to-back meetings, but I'm going to bring a whole bunch of water with me to work or some green tea, and I'm just going to stay really hydrated today. I'm going to take all my vitamins. I'll order some nutritious food for lunch and treat myself. That's all in alignment with health. So whatever that looks like for you, it could be any word. I'm just using these as an example. Friendship, it could be I really want to pour some energy into friendship this year. I want to make a point to have dinner with a friend out once a month and I'll choose a different friend and reach out to them and connect and, you know, spend time with them and nurture those connections that can easily be lost throughout life. So whatever that looks like for you, that's another way to go about New Year's resolutions. Another example is the 23 in 2023 list, which I heard on the Happier podcast with Gretchen Rubin and Liz Craft. And I love this idea. I'm making my own list. I don't know where it is right now, but I have a few written on my phone that I'm going to use to share with you all. It's not complete yet, which I kind of like. So a 23 for 2023 list is 23 things you want to do this year. Maybe I mentioned it in the last podcast. 23 things you want to do this year, and they're not all very serious. Some of them can be serious. Some of them can be lighthearted. Some of them can be tiny, small things. Some are bigger things. So I'm going to make my list and I'm going to share it with all of you. And if you make a list, share it with me because I would love to hear people's lists. Okay, so here's a few examples. 
my list so far, I have cook family dinner twice a month. I don't cook like a sit down dinner every night. Like we all eat dinner and I make food, but it's like very easy cooking, light cooking. And we all just kind of do whatever. Dan will come home from work later. He'll eat on the couch after we've eaten. Carson will eat at the table and watch his iPad and relax. Everett's in his high chair (laughs) eating whenever. I'm kind of eating while doing other things in the kitchen. So we don't have a sit down family dinner, but I would like to. So I'm setting the bar really low (laughs) at twice a month. And I don't know what day of the week yet, maybe on a weekend or something. And I just want us to all sit at the table and I want to set the table really nice, maybe with like a tablecloth and have a little special family dinner. Nothing extravagant food wise, but I would like to do that. Okay. Number two on my list is Spanish class. I'm taking Spanish classes on video and I'm doing it twice a week, but my Goal I'm writing in my list is Spanish class four times a month. This way, if I get too busy, I can drop it down to four times a month, but my minimum is four times a month. I want to do my Spanish tutoring. Paint by number. I have these really cool adult painting, paint by number kits of beautiful like succulents and these gorgeous pictures. I got them last year for Christmas for my sister-in-law and I haven't done them yet and they're sitting here in my office. I look at them all the time. I'm dying to do them but I haven't carved out the time and space to do them. Number one, somewhere that my kids aren't, that they won't get destroyed. And number two, to carve out time in my day to do them. I haven't done that yet. Read six books. I want to read more books. I hear this from pretty much every single one of my clients as well. I'm with you all. And I haven't taken any steps towards this at all, except like getting more books. I haven't read any more books. And I want to read six books in the next year. That's kind of my goal. Go to Manhattan quarterly. I love going to the big city, but I never do. We live way out in Queens on the border of Long Island. I drive everywhere here in Queens. I go to my kids' school and back. I work at home. But I want to go to Manhattan more often. We live so close to it. I can take the LIRR from our neighborhood right to Midtown. I don't love the city in the wintertime, but I do want to go to the city more often. So quarterly, I feel like is a good goal. Plant peonies in the spring. So just like a nice, fun, whimsical one. I want to plant peonies in our backyard. I missed my fall deadline before the frost started. So now I have to wait till spring, but I really want to do that. I would love like a flower, what do they call it? Like a cut flower garden. And I've been doing that. If you follow me on Instagram, I have knockout roses and they're getting really big and beautiful. And I would cut roses like several times a week out in my garden and they just kept growing and growing, growing beautiful. And I want more, more things I can cut and put in my little vases around the house. I love flowers. Go skiing or snowboarding or snow tubing. Now that we're going to be in Vermont more, I want to do something in the snow. We're going to be near a lot of ski resorts. So that is a goal of mine. So I'll share more from my list as I add to it. And maybe I'll post it as well on the show notes. And if you want to share yours with me, uh, send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Unlock Your Therapy. You could also email me, Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, at unlockyourtherapy.com. Always happy to hear from people. I created something brand new, the No More People Pleasing mini course. 
I help women to stop people pleasing and put themselves first without the guilt. What would life look like if you could stop asking your partner to order food for you in a restaurant or ask your boss for that raise you're long overdue for? I'm gonna teach you four proven strategies, research proven strategies, that's gonna bring you from people pleasing and passive to empowered and confident. You're gonna use my outline, my scripts, my beautifully designed PDFs to get the exact skills you need to become more assertive in your life. I'm gonna teach you four skills through my videos and worksheets that's gonna bring you to a place of confidence and being assertive in your life. You're gonna get my beautifully designed self-esteem daily journal to print out, my practice assignments to start changing your mindset and your behaviors. If you sign up now before I launch, you can get it for $29. That's the lowest it will ever be. And I'm giving everyone who signs up now a bonus gift. So go to at Unlock Your Therapy on Instagram, click the link in my bio to get on the list. So skill of the week is shortcuts all about doing things imperfectly to move forward and to make your life easier and to let go of the perfectionism and stress of trying to do the very best thing is trying to just go with the flow and make it as best you can without holding on to perfectionism. So I'm going to give you some examples for my life. So doing the best you can with shortcuts So for example, I have a three-year-old who you may hear in the background in the other room. So Carson only eats like a handful of things. He's a very picky eater and he literally eats like pizza, avocado, fruit, cereal, and like that's it. And like pancakes and waffles. Well, he does eat fish. He'll eat a lot of different fish and he'll eat fish sticks. And we're pescatarians. So he'll eat, you know, like um, faux chicken nuggets, I make him some things like that and string cheese, big on string cheese, but not a wide variety of foods. Okay, so it is hard to get him to eat new foods. Or if we go somewhere and they don't have something that you know, a picky toddler would eat, it's challenging. So instead of trying to like force foods on him, he does like certain vegetables like carrots and sometimes broccoli and certain things, you know, very particular about each item though. So what I'm trying to do is just to go with the flow of that. So for example, I know on a picky night or if he's in a bad mood or something, I can always get him to eat pizza, obviously. Instead of ordering pizza though, I found... Banza or Banza, I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's the chickpea. They make chickpea pasta. It's like a high protein version of pasta. And it tastes pretty similar. It tastes kind of like whole wheat pasta, but it's made out of chickpeas and has a significant amount of protein in it. And as pescatarians, we try to get protein from other sources to boost our protein. I'm a vegetarian, but my kids eat fish and seafood. So the chickpea pasta is a good alternative as well as they made a pizza. So the Banza pizza is made out of chickpea crust and it's a frozen pizza. So I feel a little better about Carson eating it because it's really high in protein and fiber 
And that's just like the next best option, right? So I made a little effort to improve the food he's very picky about, but I'm still going with the flow and giving into pizza often, right? I'm not trying to force some difficult foods on him. So that's just an example of trying to go with the flow and improve it just a little bit when you can. So I can improve that situation a little bit. Uh, The same with fruit. He'll eat any fruit, but he eats tons of like berries, raspberries, blackberries, blueberries, tons and tons and tons, which is good. But I try to diversify it a little bit because he will eat like an entire giant carton of raspberries or blueberries like in one sitting. And then he might like get a tummy ache from that. So I try to diversify his fruit and I know he'll eat any fruit really. So I'm just trying to do the best I can. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel here. I'm just trying to improve what already exists just a little bit. So that's just an example I'm thinking of. Another example could be if you're trying to get in more movement throughout your day. Sure, it might be ideal. Like you want to go to the gym for an hour and have a full workout or go to a class and have a really good sweat and have a lot of time. But the next best thing is to just kind of fit it in throughout your day so that it's very easy to accomplish. So I work from home, but even so, I get caught up in lots of activities and often will realize, oh, I have to go get the kids. I don't have time. But often I will have time to notice that I'm going to get the kids in 20 minutes. In 20 minutes, I can go for a jog, a run, two miles. In 20 minutes, I know I can run two miles. I'm a slow runner. Don't judge. So that is an option. I'll be like, oh, I have 25 minutes, let's say. I can go get my run in, jump in the car, and go get the kids right from doing that. And I might just go down the street in my neighborhood. It's really boring, but I know I can fit it in. So just do the next best thing. Or if I'm like, oh, I'm so tired today. I don't feel like it. I'll go for a walk if the weather's decent. You know, just go for like an enjoyable, leisurely walk. I'm still moving my body. I'll go for a 40-minute walk. I'll walk the two miles, right? And just try to enjoy myself a little more instead of making it a stressful chore. So it may not be the perfect best thing that you're doing, but it's the next best option. So you're taking what's already there, just improving it a little bit, trying to move forward in a way that's easy and kind of flows, and it's more likely to happen. And it's more about consistency, being in line with a value or something you want to do that feels good, that helps you feel your best, but is not so hard to do. When we make things too hard, we often have big lofty goals. We want to do these great things and we do want to do them, but we have to just kind of do what's easiest a lot of times. And it's not always the most glamorous or fun option. And it doesn't feel like the best option. Like, oh, I want to work out really hard. I want to go to the gym and do the weights, or I want to go to that spin class. I feel so great after I sweat so much. I burn so many calories. It feels so good. I want to get to my gym. I'm paying for the membership. Who cares? You know, sometimes you just have to fit it in. Go for a walk around the block. Go for 15 minutes on your lunch break. Just move outside, walk around. And if you still have time later, you can do that more lofty goal. But at least you know you fit in a little something to just improve your day in a small way and apply that to literally anything, right? I have a whole list of things I have to gather for this mortgage. It's very overwhelming to me. Well, I was able to print some things out and just sign them and take photos of them and send them back. You know, I just did one piece of it. It wasn't ideal. They're probably like, where's the rest of this huge list? 
but I did one piece of it and tomorrow I'll work on another piece of it. And if I do that every day, I can probably be done with it by the end of the week or have most of it done that they need to move forward on their end. So it's just doing the best you can. I hope that's helpful. So for action item of the week, I want you to think about what is that in your week? How did this past week go? What things helped you feel good that you did? And doing more of those things. And if you didn't get to do things that made you feel good throughout the day, just on a daily basis, what would those things be? And how can you like water them down? How can you water down those goals to be so simple and just fit in so easily with your day that it's impossible to not do them, right? Really, if I want to move my body more, I can always leave my house 10 minutes early to get my kids. I can. I don't have a client at that time. Usually, I don't have anything I'm like logged into doing. I can always say 10 minutes and I can walk around my block. I can walk half a mile around the whole block and then get in my car and go get my kids. Is it like the best thing ever? Am I going to feel like ripped and like I sweat like a thousand calories and I feel like all these endorphins? No, but I'm going to feel like, oh, I'm glad I got fresh air. I'm glad I got outside in the sunlight. I'm glad I moved my body a little bit after sitting for so long and I walked and cleared my head in the fresh air before getting in the car and going to pick up my two toddlers. So it just helps with that as well. So just doing the the next best thing, whether that's improving food your toddler's eating by just a little tiny bit, just doing what's easiest and improving in a tiny bit. So whatever you could think of in your life, do that. Water it down, simplify to just fit it in, in a very seamless, go with the flow way. And you can always get to like the lofty goals at another time or on the weekend when you have more time and space to do that. But go with the flow, do the next best thing. And I will talk to you all next week. Take care.